You are listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. Gracious Father, we are thankful for this privilege of assembling ourselves together. How you so graciously watched over us and sustained us since we were together last. Thank you for the divine inspiration of the song of Zion and your precious truth. Now, Father, as we go into this very critical moment, we pray your presence will go with us and give free course to the Word of God and give open hearts and minds. And may we have that attitude that will call us to rise to the challenge of your precious truth, without which there is no hope of survival, let alone succeeding. Bless your servant and help us and give us divine direction. We want to be under thy direct auspices. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it and may we have responsive hearts to the word of God. In Jesus' name we ask it. For his sake we pray. Amen. The book of Numbers, chapter number 14. We'll begin reading at verse number 22. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt, and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and that followed me fully, him will I bring unto the land whereinto he went, and his seeds shall possess it. But my servant Caleb, because he hath another spirit with him, and that followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seeds shall possess it. Our thought. And we are soliciting your prayers and your undivided attention. Rising above our environment. Rising above our environment. This has been the most difficult task of any age. People will almost invariably follow the trend to a greater or lesser degree. But the tragic part is that I don't think that people see the detriment of their inability to rise above their environment. If you find and study this passage, this narrative, you'll find the only survivors were the couple who met all of these millions of people, about two millions at least, that came out of Egypt. And of course, there doubtless was some increase 
by this time. But only two of them, about 20 years of age, were able to rise above the atmosphere that they were exposed to. Do you know this morning, in this very audience, most of you are far more affected by your environment than you think? But here, now here's the appalling aspect of it. Even when the men of God who were filled with the Spirit of God endeavored to pull them above it, do you know they weren't able to do it? Listen, the preacher of the gospel, anointed of God, senses what you are up against. And with all of his effort, all of his might, endeavor to pull you above it. You got something on your hand, children. You prayed with me this morning. Turn back to chapter 13, verse number 27. And they told him. And they told him. And said. And said. We came. We came unto, unto the land whither thou sinnest us. And surely it and floweth, surely it floweth with, milk with milk and honey. And, honey. and, this, and is this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. The people, the be, people strong be strong that dwell in the land. land and the cities, and the cities are, walled, are walled. And very great. And, very great. and, moreover, and moreover. We saw the we saw children, the children of Anak there. And the, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by, by the sea, and by the, and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb still the people before Moses, and said, Let us go up and let us, listen, 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 children. Let me show you something. You are in a predicament when your situation has loomed and magnified itself in your sight and in your spirit to the extent that you can be encouraged. Well, listen to what the words say. I know that, brother, but you don't know how to play. Listen, if your situation today is of such that despite our best efforts and the presentation of God's word, we can't pull you out of it, you're in a mess. And do you know from day to day people sit right in our midst and get themselves in that kind of situation where you can't pull them out of it? Their problems are such and they become so enormous that they'll even defy God's word because it, it has overwhelmed them. You've allowed your situation and your imagination to become so inflamed that now nothing matters but trying to find an easy way out of it. You are doubting the capabilities of God to solve it. You're saying that giants are bigger than God. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. Caleb stilled the people before Moses. And said, And said, Let us go up at once. Let us go up at once and possess, and possess it. For we are well we are able, we're able to do it. We can do it, say We can pray it through, saints. We can rebuke that condition, saints. We can turn the tide, saints. Honey, your home can be changed. Your body can be healed. Your situation can be remedied. Your tide can be turned. 
Your situation can be thrown in reverse. You can get so under the spirit that all of that. I can refer to what God did for somebody else. I can tell you what the Bible said. I can tell you God is all he says yet. He doesn't that he says yet, but nothing will matter. Set him let the devil talk to you all night long. Cry all night long for the devil if you want to. Keep going over and renegotiating your situation. Keep reconsidering your stand with God if you want to. Keep allowing the devil to blow it up and keep blowing it up and blowing it up. Do it if you please. After a while you won't be able to handle it. After a while the saints can have an all night prayer meeting it won't mean nothing to you. We can paint all kind of promises on your wall that my toes won't help you at all. You know why people even around the church now have begun getting divorces? In many instances, what? The situation got too big. But then I tried for 15 years and it just won't work. I did everything I knew. I, 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 I walked back and crawled on the floor. And now you've decided that it's too much. I appreciate your teaching and I appreciate the church and I appreciate all you did, but, I, but I, it's just too much. We were the marriage council, and we had council, we had classes. And Caleb steal the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men, listen, listen. Now here are spiritual men who had led them safely thus far. Never had misguided them. Never led them up on a tangent. But the men that went up with them said, We, we, be not, we, just, we, we can't do it. People. We just cannot do it. We're not able to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we are. We just can't do it. How do you know they're stronger? Have you been wrestling with them? Yeah, you haven't come close to them. Somebody they're stronger. How do you know it? Amen. I'll die. How do you know? You never died before. How do you know you're going to die? Come on, I'll die. You know, you've never been through that before. Come on with it. For they are stronger than we. And they, they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil, they brought up an evil report of the land. Of the land with their search unto the children of Israel, saying, The land, the land through which we, have through gone which we are going to search it is a land that, the land that eat it up the inhabitants thereof. And all, and all the people, people that we saw in it are men of great Listen, listen, listen. Listen. Let me show you something. These people had been particularly led of God. These people had witnessed God's miracles one after another. You follow me? But now they come into a situation where they forget all of that. They cannot bring anything upon their computer. Everything is blackness. Everything is darkness. The foreboding clouds Amen. Overwhelming in them. And now, here's the man of God. Who know the work of God. Led by the Spirit of God. Ministering to them. Amen. In a particular fashion. Look, man, we can make it. You can overcome that spirit. You can get out of that slew. Amen. Catch hold to the rope. Or the rope might break. Well, you go, if you don't catch the rope, you're going to be there anyway, so you may well try something. <laughs> you ain't got no rope at all now. So a broken rope is better than no rope. 
but the rope might break. You, some people negate everything you say. I don't care what you say, they're going to negate it. If you tell them how you do it, they're going to show you why you can't do it. Let me show you something, Mr. Here's the dilemma we're living in that kind of age, that kind of environment. You understand? Caleb and Joshua do not represent the populace of the people. You understand that? They represent the exclusive few. You understand that? The murmurers and the negative ones represent the people. And I'm going to tell you something, children. Listen. Here is the appalling aspect. The proportion among professed people of God is about the same today. Amen. The percentage of those who just believe God regardless is about the Oh, you got a lot of people talk. You got a lot of people Israelites in a measure. Follow the Bible through. Follow the word of God through and you'll find the situation was almost identical. All down through the Bible. When they came against seemingly impossible situations, the attitude was the same. I don't care. First seal, sixth seal, and any other seal. There's always been just a very, very rare remnant who survived every situation that they faced. They had seen what God had done in previous situations. When they were thirsty and no water, how God brought them water out of the rock. When they were in bondage and came to the sea, how God opened, they knew all of that. So I tried to rehearse those things and their ears meant nothing. That's too, that's too bad. That's too bad when we can't pull up nothing that'll help you. But I'm going to tell you something, children. I'm going to tell you something. You can allow yourself to go beyond the ability of being encouraged. You can get so filled with doubt and unbelief that there's no scripture, no reference to any miraculous feat that God performed in the past, no example of any sort of any body. You can tell how this home is on the rocks and how God blessed and rebuilt it. Nothing will matter with you if you get to a certain point. Somebody who had your condition in the last stages and God brought them out and now they, nothing will help you if you get down too far. You go too far. I've tried it. I know. I ministered by side the people. Amen. Knew what God had done and testified to it and everything else. But they let that spirit overwhelm them and there was nothing that I could do and they went on and left God. And as I've told you many times, the thing that caused them to leave God never even came to pass. That's 20 years ago. Now they don't have God and they didn't, they didn't even have to go through what the devil had blown up before them. If you are going to survive, you will survive as a result of rising above your environment. Turn to Acts chapter 2 verse 40 quickly. We want to move on. Got to look around the cover here this morning. Acts 2.40 And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying... With many other words did he testify and exhort, saying... Save yourselves... Save yourselves... From this untoward Lord generation. Lord have mercy. These people... This was freshly after Pentecost. When the Spirit of God was moving in no uncertain way. And he said, listen, 
You better save yourself from these people. Otherwise, you're going to find even with the Holy Ghost, you're not going to be able to rise above them. Will you all listen to this, please? These people had freshly received the Holy Ghost. These words are directed to those people. Listen, you better save yourself from this atmosphere around this. It'll drain you. You'll never be able to reach your potential if you don't get above these people. I'm saying the same thing today despite the working of the Holy Ghost. You want, if you're going to rise and be something for God and really survive in a real way, you're going to rise above this atmosphere. You're going to rise above your environment. I tell you that. A lot of people are doing a lot of things, but they're not going up. And if you're incapable, you're going to find yourself conceding to what's around you. And adapting. You're going to find yourself adapting to what's around you. I'm telling you that. Even in your home. Don't let your husband hold you back. Don't let your wife hold you back. Because they don't want to go on out for God and trust God and obey the word of God. Don't you let nobody hold you back. Dear one, the Bible save yourself. They have a time for togetherness. But when it comes to holding you back or concerning spiritual things, you've got to be an individualist. You understand that? And in fact, you better try to get you somebody that can lift you up or agree higher. I'm telling you that. You can get carried away in the flesh if you want to. You get somebody, praise our God, get somebody to pull you down to the dust. See, when you got to rise above, you, got, you need to rise above this environment and it's not unto impossible. I'm telling you that. How do you know? Because I see many of you enlightened how to give up for God and going out for God. And then you, after a while, you inadvertently look around and you decide, well, the rest of the people are not doing it. You don't, you, don't, you don't announce it. You don't announce it. You decide, I'm doing good to the rest of them. You don't announce that, but you sense it. And that pulls you right back down. You say, I'm going out for God. I'm going to forget everything. I'm, 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 I'm going to lock up before God and, and, and get me another realm of spirituality. And after a while, you look around and say, well, I'm already head and shoulders above most of them, so you flop right back to where you were. Came right above it. You better, you better pray, my strength. This is a tremendous thing we're dealing with. God knows it is. Rising above our environment, you've got to do it because the populace of this world, they're not doing anything. You understand? They're not going anywhere. They are marking time. This generation is marking time. And if you can't rise above them, you'll do nothing. You can stay around church. You might live clean. You might live moral because that's what most of them are doing. But you've got to get above morality if you're going to be used of God. You've got to get above mere morality if you're going to be something for God. And that's about the extent of most people's consecration, being moral. Don't go out their husband, don't go out of their wives, and, and don't drink this and don't do that. That's fine, but you've got to go beyond that, children. If you're going to be used of God, not trust God, you have enough zeal in your soul to desire to be used of God. And I refuse to be just an ordinary preacher. Just, just read a few scriptures. I refuse to God knows I do. Amen. This last day, as bad as God needs somebody to be, uh, to be used of him, you mark it down. You try to rise above this age and be just like a lot of crawfish in a bucket. Crab, crayfish, whatever kind. You get up, one get almost up and they'll snatch him back down. That's just what people are. Well, because you expose them. When you get up higher, you expose them. 
Don't you know the average religious person don't want you to rise above them? Don't you know that? Oh, that's not necessary. That's fanatical. I'm telling you that. And when you got a husband or a wife or somebody in your home telling you that kind of stuff, I want you to look good to me. Get them people. Do you want we in something here? You better listen to me. You better listen this morning. Give me First Kings chapter eleven, verse number one. But King Solomon. But loved King Solomon strange. loved many strange women. Together with the together with the daughter of Pharaoh, Pharaoh, mother of Moabites, women of the Moabites, and Edomites, and Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians. And the Hittites, go on. Of the nations concerning, the nation concerning with the Lord said unto the children of Israel, You shall not shall go, not into, go them, into them, neither shall they come in unto you. unto you. For surely they will turn away your hearts after their God. Listen, if you associate with those people, you won't be able to rise above them. Wait just a moment. Wait a minute. Listen to me good here now. Solomon, you're the wisest man in the world. You've had a clearer vision of God than anybody that I know because God appeared to Solomon twice, if you please. Who else did he do that to? Two times he appeared to Solomon. So I've taken all the guesswork out of it. You don't have to wonder about my reality. But despite that, so don't tell me about your experience and how close you walk with God. I don't care how close you walk with God. If you expose yourself to them people, you won't be able to rise above them. That's why the Bible says, come out of Babylon. If you stay in Babylon, you can't rise above Babylon in Babylon. And when we label something as Babylon, it's Babylon. And if you mess around with it, you're going under with them. The Bible says it. The Bible says you're going under with them. That's why I tell people the Anderson movement is Babylon. And a lot of other movements in Babylon, which I don't care the name at the moment. And if some of you all get offended, I'm t that's tough. Then I know where you are. Because we're going to have to do it. It's time now to labor. I'm, it's time now to, If you ain't got courage to do it, then you don't have, you don't have part of this operation. Because that's, that's what this age is all about. This is what the seven angels are pouring out the vials on, on false Babylon, whoever they are. That's what it's all about. If you don't have no message otherwise. I don't care if your buddies are there. And your mama and your dad and everybody else. This is a tremendous thing we're dealing with here, children. You're not going to be able to rise above them. If you have a camaraderie with them, you're not going to be able to rise above them. Solomon was not able to do it, despite his experience. In fact, you've got to be quite selective about your friends anymore. Amen. About your little group of buddies, praise our God. If they're not on the move, you might have to dismiss them. Come on, because they've they created an atmosphere that you won't be able to rise above. Make you feel like you are, you are standing like a sore thumb because you're seeking God in such a fashion. You understand that? Praise our God. Anybody that I associate with, I wouldn't be able to enhance me. I tell the brother about that, all these camp meetings. I guess I go to different camp meetings, I work with camp meetings, but I don't want nothing that's going to pull me back. I don't need nothing, praise our God, that's going to pull me in another direction. I don't need nothing with a lesser standard than we hold. You understand? To any degree. I mean that. Now, if you, can, if you can associate with that and, 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 and uh, amen, if you, can, if you can align yourself with that, that's up to you. 
I talk to a lot of these young ministers who we have not had too much deal with lately. I talk to them. I tell them that's the situation. Reestablishing some fellowship, not on these bases. Before any reestablishment of fellowship, they're going to be some reestablishment of some other things. I mean that. Quite because if I fool around with it and relax, then it's going to pull you all down. You understand it? No, but I'm strong. I got my mind. You can have your mind made up all you want to. The word of God says evil communication corrupts good manners. That's what the Bible says. The word of God says it. You're not going above your environment. You're not going above your environment. It'll affect you. It will affect you. It will affect you negatively. A young man here had a previous marriage and was satisfied. And he went on back to, out to where he came from after that congregation. And he came back after looking funny looking. I could sense it as soon as he got back home. I said, come here, son. I said, well, you about to go to that church. Did you go out there talking to the preachers out there? He said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talking about Mary, weren't you? Mm-hmm. And that's why you like you are. And he was messed up, and I don't know if he ever got straightened out after that. He couldn't rise above it. He had gotten above it, but he got pulled back down. I'm telling you the truth. It's something about it that's relaxing. It's something about it that's contagious. You understand it? Anything you associate with should enhance you. Unless you're on a mission. Unless you're on a mission to bring him up. Not mere association. Not mere socializing. Not mere worshiping. Amen. And you won't be the lone exception. You will not be the lone escapee. You'll not be it. Solomon, the Lord says, listen. What did he say? Listen. You shall not go into them. You shouldn't go into them. You should not, Solomon. Now, regardless of the visions you've had, Regardless of your spiritual status and what you think of yourself and all of this kind of thing, don't go into them. I don't need to explain any further. Just don't go. They'll turn your heart. You will relax there and you won't be able to rise above them. Well, I don't have to do as they do. Yes, you will. Oh, yes, you will. And you find just a few verses later where Solomon down there big and building altars to them gods and all this kind of stuff. Can you imagine that? How he had dealt with the altar of God and now he's down building altars somewhere else. Well, let me tell you something. This contamination is a terrible thing. So this is a situation. Don't go get contaminated and come back and try to dump it on us because we, 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 we won't stand for that. I'm sorry. I tell you, I, I warn you. But don't, don't go somewhere and come back looking strange looking. Because when we get through, you'll be looking stranger. Amen, amen. You remember Stevens? Let me, let me give you a few instances briefly. You remember Stevens? Listen to me good. Over in the 7th chapter of Acts, Acts 7, 51, you remember that? Let's read it. Ye stiff-necked. What? Ye stiff-necked. Ye stiff-necked. And uncircumcised in heart. And uncircumcised in heart. And ears. As your father did, so do ye. Did you always resist the Holy Ghost? Did you always resist the Holy Ghost? As your father did. As your father did. So do ye. So do you. Go on. Which of the prophets have not. Which of the prophets have not your father persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one. Of whom ye have been. Then now the betrayers and murderers who have received the law, who have received by, the the law by the dispensation of angels, of angels and, have not and have not kept it. When they heard these, when they heard these things, they cut to the heart. 
They were cut to the heart. And they gnashed, and they gnashed on them with their teeth. But he, being, but he full being full of the Holy Ghost, Ghost looked up steadfast into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And they go on. And then they cried with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. One of the most dastardly acts in the whole Bible. And everybody got in that spirit with one accord. Nobody said, no, we can't do that. That's too drastic. They did with one accord. Brother, you can get under a mob spirit. If you get under spirit, you can destroy anything. You can destroy the cause of God. Get under spirit. Can't rise above it. Can't resist it. That's the danger of that kind of exposure. Unless God sends you there on a definite mission. I'm telling you that you begin to reconsider and renegotiate your idea, your standards, and your convictions. You'll do it. How many times have I seen it? How many times have I seen it? And let me tell you something, children. Let me tell you something. Some things, because of your lack of perception or maybe lack of exposure, you don't understand, and I don't care to go into detail. You're going to take my word for some things. Don't you know, dear one, if I can go back and renegotiate with people who I have legitimately denounced and gain a friendship, a camaraderie uh, with them, don't you know if something drastic has happened to me? You can take it or leave it. You can take it or leave it. Something drastic has happened to me. Brother, yes, I've gone to the funeral back where I came from. And I see the people looking nice and singing nice and acting nice and lovely. And the enemy come against me real hard, dear one. But the Holy Ghost uh, quickens me. Listen. There is no way in the world you can retain your salvation. Go back into that nest. I don't care how good it looks. And if I change my mind about it, then something has happened to me on the inside. Something real serious has happened to me. You understand that? Now, if you get numb in your soul, you won't be able to see this. What you can see when you're on fire, you can't see when you get lukewarm. You begin to see it different. Brother, the brother seen no right, the sister seen no right. Well, you can see that if you want to. I told you that if I stay in the spirit and you don't, then we're going to have a problem. I'm dealing from an entirely different perspective. Before I make a decision, I overlook the whole situation. I weigh all of the options. And I know what I'm dealing with. I know what I'm dealing with. I just can't embrace anything just because of this, that, or the other. Right now, brother, well, I believe we might be able to get back together and all this is a situation. It's going to be a whole lot of things now, and I don't know. You might be fundamentally wrong by this time. You might be rotten to the core. I don't know. I don't know. This is a tremendous thing we're dealing with now. We don't have no time for no foolishness now. You're going to have some discernment, and, and, and you're going to have quick judgment and going about your business. Amen. Revelation chapter 8, please. And let me see uh, what verse I want. Revelation chapter 8. And let me see. Give me verse... We don't want to do an excessive reading here. All right. Um, all right, give me eight, verse eight. eight, eight. The Revelation. The second angel sounded. And as, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood. Listen, 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 listen. This great mountain, my God, which was Mount Zion, the church of the living God, burning with the fire of the Holy Ghost. 
fell into the sea. The sea is wicked people. The wicked people had taken the government of the church and took it down into the sea. I don't care about the Holy Ghost and all this kind of thing. And I don't care what they preached before that. Brother, when the church get in the hand of carnal wicked people, it's going into the sea. The whole thing went why? Because when that spirit came, they couldn't rise above it. And right here, they want this. You can think what you want to think, but this congregation could be almost revolutionized in uh, just a short period of time. I don't mean everybody would go with it, but I'm gonna tell you what: it's the 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 the, the, the pressure of apostasy. You don't you don't understand? I, I've been trying to preach it to you. The mystery of iniquity. Despite all I'm preaching, well, listen. If it happened in the apostles' day, why all the Pauls preaching? Pauls, I see it. I see it. Paul said the mystery of iniquity working. Paul saw it. But the force that was so strong he couldn't stop it. Isn't that tough? He, he warned them time and time again, day and night with tears. And listen, it's coming. I mean, Pastor Paul, not no little fly-by-night preacher. During the days of the apostles, Jews had crept in. Jews said they've gotten in. They've gotten in and they changed the grace of God into lasciviousness and they couldn't rise above it. They couldn't rise above it. I'm going to tell you something, children. There's a force that goes with this thing. There's a, when the world, if a world that trees creep over us, brother, it, it'll almost drive you into subjection. Oh, Lord. And you will inadvertently, without even recognizing, go into it. Your mind will be stifled. Your perception will be thrown off. Listen, 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 listen. Let me tell you something, children. Listen. Do you know why Anderson, Church of God Reformation, went into apostasy, went into darkness? You know why? Because there were those who saw it, but they couldn't rise above it. The force of it was so strong, they could not rise above it. And many are trying in a measure, but they're not obeying the word. The word of God said, come out of it. Why did the Bible say come out? Because they know you can't rise above it. That's why. I'm going to tell you something. Oh, maybe if your husband take you somewhere, maybe I can get a new job or this, that, or the other. I'm not going to church anywhere. I don't care about whatever. My comrade, my friend, my mama, I don't care who. I'm not going to church anywhere. Had a couple of people came to the congregation from another city, and uh, sometimes they couldn't get services. You go to church around the corner, and you know what? And one of me tried to admonish him. He had become acclimated to that stuff, and had a difficult time. Those nice people, this I'm telling you, he had come there, and he, at while he couldn't rise above that thing, and there was no issue with him anymore. The one church was not an issue with him anymore. He had gotten there and sunk into it inadvertently and, and when you tried to make him aware of it, it was offensive. They become offended. There's a tough situation here. And most of the people you deal with don't have enough discernment to know what they're dealing with. 
you got to know when a certain line is crossed, dear one. You got to know when a certain line is crossed. I'm telling you that. I deal with a lot of people here, children, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I know camp meeting right now. I can get this maybe to turn and switch and, and, and come in our direction. But what what we we have? But I feel that you'd have a mixed multitude, and you wouldn't be able to rise above because they got a lot of good thing going for them. And you would be so carried away with the good things that you couldn't see the death, you couldn't see the poison in the pot. You couldn't see the death in the pot. Amen. Uh, you would be so you would be so carried away with the positive you couldn't see the the, the lethal negatives. That mountain, that mountain, the entire mountain, with maybe a very few exceptions, fell into the sea. Can you imagine all that fire that fell on Pentecost that a few men could pull it down in a few years? Can you imagine that? Then you ought to sense what predicament we're in. You ought to sense what we're facing then. If those people who initially received the Holy Ghost, some of those who were still living uh, when the Pentecost of fire fell, went into the sea. And if you look in the if you look in the chronology here, you'll find that Timothy was the pastor at Ephesus when that letter was written. It's a tremendous thing we're dealing with. I keep telling you all this. You better save yourself, praise our God. This is a time of unity, but it's a time also of individualism. I'm telling you that, children. I'm going to tell you, children. Even here, I don't care about all the gospel we preach. The one if you're going to you're going to rise above some things, really, really to be something for God. I'm telling you that. See, the one, you know, you got, uh, the Bible says the kingdom of God is as a great net. You're going to get all kinds of people. Some people will be perfectly loyal to the church just because of the social benefit of it. They are nice people and they like a nice crowd. And they like the social aspect of it. They like to be doing something, they like to be in the forefront, like to be seen. So they'll come, they'll be in every service without a speck of Holy Ghost. Come on. So everybody comes to church of God, this comes to nowhere else. They want, it's not because they want to rise above. They want to be a big fish in a little pond. There's a tremendous thing. I know what we're dealing with. I know what we're dealing with. And you've got to rise above that. You might be in a home where people have been saved and sanctified for a year, your parents and everything, but you were, and they're stagnant. You've got to rise above that. Amen. You cannot, amen. I, I got coming to mom and dad, but I'm probably glad that you do. But if they're in a, a lukewarm condition, a stagnant condition, you have to rise above it or you'll go down with them. This is, amen. We're not playing a game now, dear one. Only in a few instances, a few rare instances, do we find where there are those who might have risen above it. In the church at Sardis, the Bible says now, there were a few names in Sardis. A few names in Sardis. Unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God, the seven stars, I know thy works, that thou hast the name that thou livest and are dead. And he goes on to say, uh, in verse 4, Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which has not defiled their garments. Isn't that sad? A whole group, and just a very few, only a few, and, and this was a rarity because the church of Ephesus went down altogether because the candlestick was moved. 
in, Lu- in Laodicea, the whole thing was lukewarm. Will y'all listen to me, please? Please listen to me. How in the world could a whole group of multitude of people go get lukewarm? Well, they couldn't rise above their environment. That lukewarm spirit began to just catch on here there and begin to spread, and they couldn't rise above it. And they looked around, they were all had lost their fire and become lukewarm. Despite all of this warning, despite all those letters, don't you know they still could not offset it? We have a chore on our hands as you, as you are alive. Only a few names even in Sardis, one of the elite churches of God, survived it, rose above their environment. So this is not a new thing. In every age, it's been the same way. In the apostle time and everything else, they, listen, there had been no time when you just had one hundred percent everybody. Even on Pentecost, right after what you had to the fire, and you had a lot of others, you had a lot of murmurers, right after Pentecost. So that don't need looking down on this, that, or the other, brother. It's always been that way. And only a few people have ever been able to rise above it. Listen, right now, let me tell you this, children. There are a lot of people right here and right now who got saved and the sanctified spirit with the spirit of God and got the zeal of God. But here's the difficulty. They've got to rise above the environment to be something different for God. They've got to rise above the environment. And I'm not sure. And what are you doing? I'm spending my time day and night, almost canceling the cake, for trying to pull them up above them. Look, don't you be influenced by whomever. Amen. Don't you be, don't you be influenced by those who might seem to be models. If you're going to be used of God now and really get the gifts of God and be used right, you're going to rise above your environment. Because you're not going to see too much of it. Amen. We can show you why. We can tell you why. We can give you all the answers. The answers are not difficult if you just listen. Why? Because this, you want to see. Listen. Most people are going to be pulled just like demons loving this present world. They're going to get caught up in the worldly pursuits. You listen to me good. They're, listen, I'm going to lay it out to you. I'm going to analyze it for you. Most people are going to try to be spiritual and godly at the same time, uh, spiritually and well at the same time. They want to get the best of both worlds. They want to get all they can get from the world and all they can get from God. But you're not going to get the best from God that day. And in almost every instance, the world that pursues is going to win. You're going to find the environment and things of this world and this life are going to win. You mark it down. Their ambition is going to supersede their ambitious for spirituality. And that thing can catch like wild. You see one doing it and, and seem to be doing fine and another do it, another do it, another do it and you're going to find yourself right in the middle of it. And that zeal, that quest that you had will die and you won't be able to get above it. I know what I'm talking about. I've gone through this, children. I'm telling you this and I'm still going through it. What? Constantly trying to rise above my environment. Being in camp meetings and see them caving in on us and one minute after another succumbing to it and God let me know quickly if I'm going to be used of him in any, any uh, special way i got to rise up above it I'm not talking about no holier than thou attitude we're not talking about that's not even an issue we're talking about rising above your environment which is necessary not only for survival 
and certainly to supersede. And may God help us to sense it. We're living in a lukewarm age. And I'm going to tell you something, children. To rise above this lukewarm spirit. You know, as, uh, even in our morning services, and when we ask what we do, we're picking constantly, trying to awaken people, checking them out. What about your devotion? Did you have a meaningful devotion? Indicate they have no devotion at all, maybe. What did God give you from the word this morning? Well, I read it, but I forgot it, but I forgot. How are you going to apply it if you forgot it? You know what I'm talking about? They get lukewarm. What? The concerns of life. They married a new wife, and now they got, to, they got the honeymoon for a while. When they get back to five, they go, and they get, got a new house and got to fix it up and decorate it for, for, for two months. And by the time they get it decorated, they, their, their spirits are, don't, have, don't have any ornaments. And that will be the trend until Jesus comes. So the Bible said it. It's going to be the same until Jesus comes. It's not going to change. Brother, what, what you're doing right now, when Jesus comes, you're going to be out to the mall looking for bargains. You'll be out here and there. When Jesus comes, you'll be doing the same thing. I was in California some years ago. And uh, the minister took me out to a mall, I believe on Saturday afternoon or whatever day it was. And the people just milling out west. The malls are more populous than here. And he said to me, you know what? That when Jesus comes, all these people be doing the same thing. Out there hustling and bustling and trying to charge this and buy this and catch bargains and catch the, find the clearance table and all this kind of stuff. They're going to be doing the same thing when Jesus comes. And I thought about that. I said, you know, that's right. He said, that's not going to change. I don't go to preach. I don't care about the phenomenon that are happening. They're going to be doing the same thing. I was thinking yesterday, if you want to know, what a, if you want, want to know a prosperous business, look in the Bible. Find out what they'll be doing in the last day. All right? They'll be building. They'll be selling and buying. Come on, find, find out what the Word of God says. And I guarantee you, if you want to find out a lucrative business, Find out what the Bible says they'll be doing, and they're doing it exactly, in detail. Find it. Read the Word of God. They'll be doing it. I mean, I mean really doing it. I don't mean trying to survive. I mean they'll be doing it. They'll be off into it. All right, let's move on. Praise our God. I'm, I'm trying my best, and by the grace of Almighty God, to keep rise high above this thing as I can. And I know the difficulty involved. And I know that I'm not going to have a lot of people pushing me up. Listen, in Luke 18, let me show you something here. You, I know you know the scriptures, but God help you to apply it and really get it to a point that you can't shake it. All right. Read, read verse number seven, verse number six. And the Lord and said, said Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear along with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Now just listen to me. Why such a drastic statement? Why in the world would God say, Will I find faith in the earth? That's quite a statement. That's a. That's a stifling statement. Well, you know why? Because of the nigh impossibility of rising above the atmosphere that we're exposed to. We are living in a faithless generation. As anxious as, and 
and despite God's clear promises on healing our bodies. Don't you know it's hard in many cases to get healed anymore? Amen. Not because God makes it difficult. Not because God is any less willing. But you got to rise above an atmosphere. You understand it? You got to rise above an atmosphere that's fraught with unbelief. You might spend weeks trying to minister somebody one-on-one to get them above that atmosphere and shake them free of that unbelief and negativism and wavering. We got a job on our hands. That's why we need the gifts. That's what the gift of healing is all about. Listen to me. Let me let me try to uh, define it for you once more. This is what the gift of healing is all about. What? Your ability to minister and raise people above that spirit of unbelief so they can receive their healing. That's what the gift of healing is all about. Not just laying hands on somebody, jump up and start running. That's not it. That's a miracle. That's the difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. The gift of you got a gift that you can minister to somebody and pull them above it. Pull them above that, that pervading uh, atmosphere and this prevailing negativism. Pull them above it. You got the gift. It takes a special skill to do that. You know what's happening, you know what they're up against, and you can undermine that spirit. And pull them above it. Most people ain't got time for that. That's why you don't get no gift. You ain't got time for that. You too busy trying to make a living. God ain't gonna give you no gift. You run around and come to church on Sunday and show it off. Who willing to deprive themselves and give up life, amen, to, to, to minister to that extent? To spend their life going here and there where there are needs and building people up so they can receive their blessings, receive their benefit, the gift of faith. You can impart it. And bring people up. That's what, that's what it's all about. All this other stuff, this, this spiritual talking and, and ju- call out the preaching judgment, that, that's superficial. We need somebody to do some imparting. Build you up. We got poor soul languishing, trying to trust God. And we need somebody to lift them above this old pulled down attitude, this old negative attitude. I'm going to tell you, you can't ride above it by yourself someday. I'm going to tell you, children. You, you got some on your hand. When I come, when the Son of Man come, will he find faith in the earth? Don't you know he saw a situation? He saw a dire situation? He saw almost an impossible situation? Don't you know you, when something happened to you drastically and you need deliverance, you've got to deal with that spirit? You've got to somehow get above that spirit? Otherwise, you're going to succumb to this spirit of the age. You are going to succumb to the spirit of the age unless somebody is able to pull you above it. Oh, yes, you will too. Every other age did it. Whatever be the result, however low it brings you, you are going to succumb to the spirit of the age unless you are exposed to someone that can pull you above it. Rising above our environment. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. So don't think you can play titlywink and spend all your time trying to make a living and, and, be, and live luxuriously and do it. You can't do it. It makes all the difference in the world where you go to church. You, you can say what you want to say. 
because you're not going to rise above your environment. Do you understand that? How do you know? I've seen congregations shift like that for everybody trusting God, and that's why they nobody doing it. What? The environment changed. There was a change of environment. I don't care about their heritage. I never listen to me today. I don't care what about that record when they can point back to a time when they did. Brother, when the environment changed, they changed. And they couldn't rise above it. Brother, you want a wife? Yes. What, can, what kind of wife you want? I want a wife who can lift me above the environment. I want a wife who can be an asset, not a liability. You know anything like that? I did. You better come, you better come and check me out, children. Oh, you better get your eyes, sorry. Because they're, they're few and far apart. You understand it? You understand it? I'm telling you. Somebody can pull you above, can really push you above. You need it. You need somebody to give you a boost. You need more than what Brother Hampton can do on Sunday morning. You need somebody living with you can do it. You understand? You understand? I remember once a guy was, I was out, uh, we were swimming some years ago when I was a boy, and a fellow got out in deep water and couldn't swim. And so I was not, I didn't know lifeguard tactics, couldn't swim too well myself. But what I did, I heard a fellow say that I, I went down and stood on the bottom as though my head and reached up and pushed him. And he went on in and survived. <laughs> but he, I, but he, he needed a boost. He needed somebody to lift him above the water. And that's what we, we were able to do. You need somebody at home when you, when you come home and have tough times on the job can lift you above. If you get the wrong one, she's going to, when you go going under two times, you think we'll pull you under the third. <laughs> and then you won't see any number of some bubbles. I'm trying to tell you something, children. That just happened in so many cases. Amen. You need somebody to lift you above it. You need somebody to be able to lift you above it. Praise our God. And that's what we're after right now. Amen. If you've got a little band, a little group, you better be trying to get above this, this, this atmosphere that we're dealing with. When the Son of Man come, will he find faith in the earth? Why? Why is it so general? Why is it so completely negative? Because they could not rise above the environment. This, this unbelief society can't get above it. And nobody can pull them above because they're all almost in the same predicament. That's tough. That's what, that's what Jesus was talking about. When the Son of Man come, when I come, when I come, will I find faith in the earth? Why such a situation? Because, because, amen, they can't rise above the environment. It's a faithless environment in the atmosphere. Everything is... Negative, everything is faithless. Amen. Nobody to lift them above it. It's a tough situation. When you turn to your neighbor, your comrade, and they are down lower than you are. Amen. Rising above it. Let me tell you something. You've got something on your hand today, and you've got to do it. You don't have an option here. You've got to find a means whereby you can rise above it. Otherwise, you'll try to make a couple of attempts, and you seem to think you're not getting anywhere, and then you just decide to go on with it. 
see it you don't feel too bad when everybody else is down there but man, I'm trying to wake I'm trying to wake you up today I, we're not selling for that we're not selling for that we're not selling for that if I can get one or two people here and get on above it despite whatever I mean don't be affected by nobody Respect them as much as you can, but don't be affected by them. Amen. I'm trying to tell. I'm trying to tell you, children. Many, most people have conceded already. They have conceded that I can't get above it, and so they just they they are willing to just go on and and uh, take a long shot and try to make it where they are. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you. They have conceded on the inside. They have fainted in their quest. They fainted. They, I tried to get above it, but I find myself right back where. And now they have given up. They just said, well, I just go on and do the best I can. That's a tough attitude, but most people, whether you know it or not, if you can see inside them this morning, have conceded to that attitude. I, well, I try to get above it. Sometimes you see them putting forth an effort. You know, I observe the saints. I observe you. I know. I see you putting forth an effort to get above it. You try to maybe uh, uh, get a little more modest for a while and, and look like you're going out a little far, and after a while, and the spirit of the people pull you right back. Now, they, they, they don't have to say anything verbally. You try to trust God for this and they think you're going too far and pull you right back. And so you never get a new degree, never gained any altitude. We'll let you alone just a little bit here. May God have mercy upon us. In my 50 years, Having been around the Church of God Reformation movement, I've seen many good men go down because they were unable to rise above their environment. You know how I feel? God knows my heart so specifically. And my one consuming aim in this life if I'm taken out of here prematurely, I, I believe it would be for that reason that I fought my way and fought so hard. And if God sees that somehow I might succumb to this environment, he'll take me out of here. Because he knows that I have nothing in me tending in this direction. But until then, with every ounce of strength that I have, the one, I'm plopping. Thank God I'm plopping my wings. I mean, I'm on a, I want to soar. I, I mean, I, I wish I could take you with me, but I'm, if I can't, I'm gone. I'm out of here. Oh, I'm out of here. That's it. That's it. I, I, have, I have decided that more than ever. Because I know these last days are treacherous days. And I'm hoping somehow that I can inspire at least a few to get up, let it get above this thing. Otherwise, you're going to begin to wonder whether the Bible means what it says. I wonder if those things are really for us. How many hundreds of people around the church? But then, uh, do God still manifest himself like that? Are the gifts still prevent? Are they, uh, well, absolutely. Well, what happened? Many of those who once tried it and, and flopped and, and amen and, and contended for it have given up now and just decided I'd be just a good church member and hope to draw from some of those who might have it. That won't work. That will not work. I'm not seeking nothing mediocre. I'm trying to rise above that, children.